This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Todd Lehacky has become part of my morning prayers. I was a full-time nurse just lifting up a patient. A tractor trailer came up behind us, pushed us right through. Right off the bat, you just felt comfortable. I felt somebody had my back. He says, I'm going to do everything that I can do for you. You guys are amazing. I love you. Call Pond Lahaki Giordano, highly rated Philadelphia workers' compensation attorneys. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause, presented by the law offices of Pond Lahaki Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. This is The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. Good to be with you here live on a Saturday night on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Glad to uh, spend the next 60 minutes, J. Doc, with our listening audience. We've got a really, really uh, great conversation lined up for the program tonight. We've got a featured guest Uh, That's going to finish up the show. We're going to talk a little bit about autism and that nonprofit. So I'm uh, very excited to have that be part of the uh, labor show before we get into the introduction of our guest uh, here in the opening segments. Um, I do want to let you know that the countdown is on for our next Legends of Labor induction event. And oh my, what an event it will be on Tuesday night. Yeah, that's right, Joe. So our Legends of Labor uh, Hall of Fame, that it's the Friends of Labor category. In fact, it's our first Friends of Labor uh, inductee, Sam Pond, uh, going to be the who's who in labor, uh, going to be there. Um, you know, we a big gala event at the at the firm. And it's going to air here on uh, Talk Radio twelve ten WPHT uh, in the next week or so. So couldn't be more excited. Uh, going to be awesome. No doubt about it. Open invitation again. Anyone in the listening audience, labor, uh, any labor leaders out there that perhaps missed the. Uh, invite or uh, we're not aware or Tuesday snuck up on you Tuesday 6 p.m. at the offices of Pond La Hockey uh, it'll be a full house a hundred plus there for the uh, live show and then of course the ceremony J Doc and the presentation of the plaque absolutely Joe looking forward to it can't wait uh, tonight we have a treat uh, this is part two uh, of our uh, Philadelphia Building Trades Business Agents Hour uh, with Brian Edison, Butch Bennett. Uh, we're going to a very, very uh, interesting uh, conversation about doing work in the counties and, 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 and procuring work in our, in our Philadelphia area counties. Uh, lots to talk about. Uh, welcome to the broadcast, Butch and Brian. Good evening, hey, Joe. Good evening. Absolutely. Proud. Butch, how are you, my friend? Thanks for being here uh, live with us. Uh, J-Doc, I said to J-Doc when we were um, uh, on pre-show while we were waiting to uh, come up hot and come on live, I said, let's keep uh, these guys on. Let's get them in early in the first segment and make make, turn two segments into three um, just because the agenda looks like there's a lot to cover. And and, and, and that's right, Joe. And so... Uh, let me, and I'll start with what Butch, you and I had put this um, uh, 
itinerary together, and, and it's about working, you know, procuring work in, in, in the counties. Uh, for our listeners, obviously, uh, you know, we're in Philadelphia. It's a very uh, pro-union town, a uh, lot of commitments politically, uh, passionate about our labor community and all those things. On the other hand, you know, we're, uh, you know, we're, we're getting a lot of ground, gaining a lot of ground in, in the counties. Um, and so it's such a, a big deal. Butch, uh, talk about our commitment to, 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 to doing work in, in the surrounding uh, counties and how important it is uh, to our Philadelphia area building trades. Uh, without question, <clears throat> excuse me, it is very important to the men and women of the building trades. Um, to just be put in a quagmire where we only work in Philadelphia and we only focus on Philadelphia. That's an urban legend. No, we focus on the outlying counties, uh, Delaware County to be exact for what, excuse me, where I cover. Um, it's been very instrumental. I mean, uh, the men and women of the building trades, they already know about the refineries. That's, that's a given, but there's so much other work uh, in the counties that require our attention, and we, we just can't act like it's a billboard on a highway and pass it by. We have to do our due diligence. Um, when I was able to become the agent for the building trades in Delaware County, um, I was able to like look around the room to see what agents were really engaged in um, Tony Lucy from the Operating Engineers uh, is one of the chairmen, and he co-chairs with Anthony Moss, who is the business representative for Labor's District, uh, I shouldn't say District Council, Labor's Local 413. Uh, both of these guys are seasoned veterans, very astute, very engaged in Delco. They're, they live there, they breathe there, their kids go to school there. So it's not like they work there and don't live there. They do. Um, Let me just jump in and and bring Brian into the uh, conversation. Um, Brian, you know, historically, I remember having conversations with my dad 20 years ago and uh, literally 20 years ago. um, And we we talked about even some contractors being double breasted, which means in the city they worked. They worked union, and then in the counties they worked non-union, and and uh, that's how you know not not all, thank God, but the point is, we, you know, we sometimes had issues, and my dad, you know, was couldn't understand why they would do that because building, you know, obviously, you know, we make our bread and butter a lot of our contractors uh, with our union members, and and then doing that was difficult, but also he had a hard time um, comprehending why you know, a lot of uh, general contractors would hire non-union because he felt passionate about the craft and, 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 and the, uh, and the quality craftsmanship of our unions in so many areas. Why, uh, Brian have historically, uh, it, it, has it been more difficult, more challenging in the counties? So well, first, thank you, uh, Joe doc and, and grassy. Always happy to be on the show and, you know, just a great thing that you do here you know, on Saturday nights. And, and to answer, you know, your question, the county approach is a little bit different than the city. Uh, and like Butchie had mentioned, you know, we never, you know, left any, leave any stone unturned. So when we go at this, we go at it with a little bit of a different approach. And a lot of times the dollar amounts, you know, once you get past the larger end users, 
you know, like the partnerships we have at Merck's the world, so, you know, and, you know, in the last 18 months, you know, we're in the last 18 months of about 2.6 billion in construction and that's nothing to sneeze at. Um, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're always excited to get, you know, onto bigger projects, but when we're talking about the, the counties, you know, I like to mention some of the, you know, wins that we've had over the last two years. Um, you know, when you say double breasted contractors, sure. That's, that's something that the contractors do. They think that they have a green light, you know, to do where they play by a different set of rules when we're out in the counties, uh, which is why we started the RCO committee. It's the responsible contract and, committee and it's really a, a, a it's an approach where we're looking at it as a taxpayer protection campaign when it comes to ground wage projects in the counties and we've been passing responsible contracting ordinances all across the southeastern part of the state um and you know like butchie said we're very blessed and fortunate to work with some of the best you know some of the best in the industry and the people that have really been leading that committee for us have been people like tommy lapara local 98 top rally and jimmy keenan with 19 uh, Ryan Boyer Jr. with Laborers District Council, Timmy Crowther with DC21, Billy Adams with 654, Matt Toomey with 542, um, just to name a few. Um, you'd think I'd be talking about the young agents and the trades that are political leaders with each local, uh, but they're the ones that are really doing a, a lot of the work and creating hours for our members when we're talking about projects out in southeastern PA. Brian, it would seem to me that it is so obvious whether you're in you know, Lansdale in Montgomery County or you're in Delco or, you know, you're in Bucks County. The one obvious constant is the most prepared, the best trained, um, you know, the, the proficiency of the work, the quality of the work. It would seem to me that it should be an automatic whether you're in Philadelphia or in the county. Right. You would. Yeah, you, you, you would assume so. However, you know, let's not, you know, dismiss, you know, corporations and companies. They're always trying to, you know, drive up their profits. And it's the, the bottom line. And sometimes, you know, the safety aspect or the quality of the project isn't always first on our list. It's more about, you know, the, the dollar and how much they can make. Yeah, and But what's interesting about that is you just mentioned safety. Okay. And yes, you know, and what 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 Brian's saying there, Joe, is okay. They want to go with uh, you know some of these corporate corporations and the greed that goes along with them. Uh, they want to they want to put uh, jobs out for bids, take the lowest bidder, um, and of course uh, for their own profits. Okay. Um, having said that, Brian, you know one of the you know we talk about the benefits of 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 union labor, um, and you mentioned safety. Talk about safety and, and, and how we do it much safer and how our, 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 our quality craftsmen and our apprentice programs, where somebody you know gets sick or, or, or whatever, you, have, you can get an individual right from the hall like you're not missing a day. And also talk about the benefits of safety. So, um, you know, they, they got to figure in that equation, right? A hundred percent. I mean, that is our number one primary concern is that when our members go out to work each day, that they come back in the same piece, you know, one piece back to their families. And collectively among the trades, we spend well over, when I say well over, this is on a low dollar amount, well over $60 million each and every year on our JATC programs, which include our safety training. And we do have the best benefits in the business, which I might add, are all through our collective bargaining agreements. They're not things that are just given to us 
we bargain for those for those benefits. And Butch, if you would jump in there, um, when 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 you're, you know, I know that you represent um, the building trades in Delaware County. What's that conversation like um, when you're talking to a an end user in regards to, uh, you know, the quality of our apprentice programs and our safety? Joe, I'll bring you in a meeting that I had with Villanova. I'm going to say probably about three months ago, and. Um, I explained to Mary Lou Smith, who is in charge of procurement and construction for Villanova. Um, I explained to her that I understand that our dollar amount is a little more pricey, but you get the best and the most highly skilled um, construction workers in the industry. And I asked her if she would come to some of our training sites, District Council 21, they have one of the best training sites that I ever seen. The Laborers District Council. They just built a thirty million dollar training facility on Broad Street that is state of the art. You have the operating engineers training site where you have a simulator where you it simulates the crane and I'm talking about it simulates it all the way down to if you drop the load too heavy, the seats vibrate. Right. So I uh, I tried to explain to the end user, which was Villanova, please take a moment to come out to our training sites. We'll te- treat you to lunch and everything and get to see how our members are trained. They're, it doesn't cost them a dime once they're journeymen. They can come back and update their skills every year. So I sold this to them. I sell it to um, Monroe. I sell it to uh, DuPont. I sell it anywhere that I can sell it um, and even challenge the, the end user, whoever they may be, to come up to our training site and just watch our people train. Did Villanova take you if they, Butch, did Villanova take you up on it? Well, she said, yes, yeah, she would be up for it. So I'm, I'm waiting for them to say, hey, listen, maybe we can come up. In the summer months, uh, you know, in the winter months, you know, if you're going up to the operating engineers, that's outside, so it might be a little cold. But I, I would, I'm, I'm going to follow up with her, and hopefully, uh, they get a chance to see how our people train. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, it's a, it's one of the, um, one of those, I think visuals to be there in in person in real time i mean the education that get is experience what you're getting and that's i guess that was part of my first question to um uh to brian not understanding why it wouldn't be so obvious to the end user but anyway listen i don't want to get long-winded on it um i want to get to a quick break because we're, we're over our break um, stick around. Good conversation uh, going on uh, here on The Labor Show with Jadoc and Krause. Back in a moment. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by IBEW Local 98, UFCW Local 1776, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, and the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, DC 21. And back here live on the Labor Show with Jadok and Krause. One programming reminder tomorrow night, 6 p.m., it's the Labor and Energy Show with Jadok and Krause. You'll hear that right here on Talk Radio 1210. 
WPHT. Jay, yeah, over to you. We're, we're, we're continuing our conversation with Brian Edison, Butch Bennett, business agents for the Philadelphia Building Trades. And we're talking about gaining more market share in the surrounding Philadelphia counties. And it's so important because there's a lot of work and the counties are building up. Uh, and as part of that, um, you know, there's a, there's a sales pitch, okay? And we're going to get into politics in a second with Brian Edison, but... <clears throat> Uh, Butch, I'd like to continue with you and, and talk about what that sales pitch is like, what that presentation is like with all of our business agents and our business managers. Uh, when we want to pitch for a big project out in the counties uh, where they may not normally have or historically been uh, union friendly. Joe, you're bringing your listeners right into a meeting right now. So, and that's an excellent uh, question. So normally all of the agents, again, we sell ourselves on the training methods that we have, training facilities. Um, and me being by trade an operating engineer, I know uh, in the early 2000s, uh, we did a, um, a road trip to Penn State. Penn State offered a program where they taught you how to run heavy equipment. That program, well, I'm going to say this was when I was still an organizer. So it was like around maybe 2002, 2003. The program, or the course, I should say, was $120,000 at that time. And we trained apprentices free. And we upgrade every year. So when you talk to the end user, again, like Jay Krause was asking, like a Villanova, you ensure them, uh, like you alluded to, I was listening to the commercial, how it's on budget, on time, no added extras, and that kicks into where we talk about an RCO or a PLA. When you deal with the non-union entity, they can add on charges later on. When you're dealing with us, when you have an RCO in place and you're dealing with building trade contractors, one, we're coming in on time. I can't remember. I've been doing this for 40 years now. I can't remember a project with all being honest. I just can't remember a project coming in behind when it was us. I can't remember a project being, being behind when I was the business agent. And but you're talking often, you know, legitimately about skilled labor versus unskilled labor. Okay. Yes, sir. And you know, have you know, having said that, um, you know, it's 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 you know, our, selling them on our contractors, our quality contractors, and the great job that they do, especially you know, their commitment to union labor. Um, how do you how do you um, uh, you know promote that you know those entities? Um, you know, because our quality contractors do a phenomenal job. Joe, um, real simple. I remember talking to um, Serena Rose from the Post Brothers, and we were standing outside, and I pointed to the city. I said, look at that, Serena. And you could see the Comcast. You could see the Kimmel Center. You could see uh, a little bit cause from where we were standing uh, FMC tower. I said that was all built on time, on budget, because when you're dealing with these um, developers, 
they counting everything, even the, the the penny that fell out your chair and got into the car seat. They found, they gonna find that. Absolutely. Um, I said, look where all where your eye can see. The building trades did that. It was on time. It was on budget. And most of all, like Brian started off, it was safe. No one got hurt. No one got killed. You know, it's interesting so because I think that's what you sell. And, and, and when you talk about that, when you look at the skyline, people that uh, may not know that when, you know, as an iron worker, the last piece that goes up on every job, uh, when, when, you know, when there's a Christmas, you know, we put a Christmas tree up to signify yes. a, a, a safe job. And it's, we put a lot of those Christmas trees up and it's a, that's yes, a proud moment. Absolutely. Let me, let me go to Brian. Brian, let's talk about politics. <clears throat> Something you know a lot about. Um, and, uh, the, you know, the, the, uh, relevancy and importance of us getting politically active in the counties um, because ultimately um, that goes hand in hand with our success. Absolutely. And we proved, the Philadelphia Building Trades proved every election cycle that we're the it factor. And this past election cycle reminded everyone that still rings true. And it's a testament to all the members, agents, organizers, and the ma- managers that really lead each Building Trade Union. I believe, you know, in politics, particularly with the trades or really anything, we take a common sense, realistic approach to challenges, and we really get stuff done effectively. And and when we're talking about, uh, you know, now we're getting involved in in supporting, you know, uh, I mean, and we've always been somewhat involved, but now we're getting involved in actual uh, political campaigns, uh, you know, the, the, uh, out in the counties. I mean, we have a lot of our unions out there also. Um, but, you know, it, it, talk about that and, and, and how it, it impacts uh, our potential to, to do good business, but also statewide, uh, because as we know, uh, you know, we're, we're fighting uh, against legislation that would put us out of business uh, every day. No, absolutely. And I'm going to use a quote that Ryan Boyer used at the Philadelphia Building Trades. You know, we're not we're not a thermometer thermometer we're a thermostat you know when we get behind candidates you know we turn things up and we turn people out and that's really you know for us it's more about politics delivered more than politics promised and sure we play on both sides of the aisle you know whether it be our our democratic friends and our republican friends you know although it seems to you know to ring true that it you know it's majority our democratic friends that really you know deliver you know political request that we have because at the end of the day we're only concerned about one thing and that's putting our members to work absolutely and and i remember uh you know i think it was uh it was over six years five or six years ago after a, an election that was a pretty difficult situation i remember we uh and i'm talking about you know when, when trump won the next day we had a big show planned and uh the business agents or the business managers we had on had been you know, obviously working the polls, and it was just a, uh, just a, um, it was a lot of questions at the time. Rick Blumendale, Pat Iding, uh came on uh, to the program, and I think, uh, I think it was Pat Gillespie or John Dock at the time. But one of the sentiments was, listen, uh, labor is not a political party. We support those who support us. Like you say, uh, Brian, typically, you know, it, 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 you know we're Democrat-oriented, uh, but we need our political, uh, our, our Republican uh, friends and supporters also um and so are we gaining ground uh, and i and i and i and i know like uh, the, you know the, the 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 politics in the counties used to be in many of the counties used to lean republican but 
um, there's a lot more Democrats out there, and Democrats are growing, uh, uh, you know, growing. Um, uh, how are we doing in, in, in those areas with, with, with Democrats? Because even though we had Democratic, um, you know, constituents out, out there in, in the counties, we certainly, you know, we're still losing work at one time. No, absolutely. When you look at areas like Montgomery County, which was held by Republicans for over 100 years, yep. and the way that that county itself has shifted, you know, over the last decade or so, and the type of leadership, and you talk about, you know, people like Josh Shapiro, who really was part of the brain trust and built Montgomery County to the Democratic machine today. I mean, it just, it, it's all things that aren't just given, it's all hard work. And when you look at that political tree, <laughs> you know, the, the Ken Lawrence's of the world, the Tim Briggs, the Matt Bradford's. I mean, they're all in top leadership positions today that all came out of that Montgomery County Democratic machine. Uh, and you're seeing areas like Bucks County, you know, uh, the, the state house would not be in a Democratic majority if it wasn't for, you know, those Democratic state reps that were able to flip those seats and win those races. You know, and, and, you know, you can go into Chester. I mean, you, you name it, you know, you're really seeing a more moderate uh, approach when it comes to, to politics. Butch Bennett and Brian Edis joining us here on The Labor Show with uh, J-Doc and Krause. We'll get to a commercial break and we'll continue our conversation with Butch and Brian. I keep thinking as we go to the break, J-Doc, I, I keep thinking about um, Butch's conversation with Villanova and the end user. And the obvious choice is right in front of the end user. Yeah. When it all comes down to it. Back in a moment. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. This edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Laborers District Council, Steam Fitters Local 420, and the International Union of Operating Engineers Local 542. Back here live on a Saturday night. It is the Labor Show with J Doc and Con- uh, J Doc and Krause. Good conversation, J Doc, with Butch and Brian, Butch Bennett and Brian Ennis. Absolutely, and we're going to continue our conversation. By the way, we're going to talk about the upcoming mayoral, uh, the, the general election in the fall. Uh, before the, before we get out of this segment, and I know it's a fast segment, but I'd ask uh, Butch Bennett if you would um, talk about uh, you know working with our contractors to bid work out in the counties, in particular in your area at Delaware County with, with all the work you guys are doing behind the scenes. So that's, that's why RCOs and PLAs are imperative. Historically, when our GCs, like the Intex, the Driscolls, TN Wards, when they would come out in the county, they, they really stood no shot, and, and it got to the point where they just stopped bidding. So now... Uh, with RCO's Responsible Contractors Ordinance uh, in place, and now us working on more PLAs, we are in communications with Delaware County Council as we speak uh, for PLA for the prison project coming up. That's a $50 million project. Um, It gives our guys not only a better chance, but they feel comfortable, Joe. You know, when you a lot of times people don't realize when these guys go out and bid, that costs money. And when they don't get it, you know, that's money lost, you know, to anybody. I, I don't care how well off you're, you're doing, that's money lost. And those guys don't like losing money. They like a level playing field 
And uh, if it's a level playing field, they have no problem going after it. So uh, since Brian and myself have uh, become representatives of the building trades, I can only speak for Delaware County, but I know what he's doing. Uh, We have 18 RCOs in place in three years. And, And before that, they hadn't had one RCO in 18 years. So um, that's, uh, those are some, that's a long gap right there. Absolutely. And, and Brian, talk about, uh, obviously, your commitment with your contractors and that uh, a kind of um, relationship you have there to encourage them to, be, to, to bid in, in, in the counties, obviously, that you represent um, and the groundwork you're doing out there to kind of coordinate things with, 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 uh, with, with your contractors to make sure they bid work. Oh, absolutely. And like Butch had said, you know, one of the issues and the challenges that we're seeing out there in the counties is that our contractors, they weren't even getting to the table. There was zero opportunity for us to gain any market share out there. And because, you know, the managers and the agents and the organizers that we work with are the best and the brightest, you know, and we're all working towards that one common goal and that's to put our members to work, you know, to create family sustaining careers you know, we're able to raise the standards out in the counties, you know, for all the working families, you know, and we're honest, hardworking people that pay taxes. So that improves yes. the public safety and improves the schools in the area. And we're able to contribute to, to our communities and stabilize the neighborhoods. You know, what's interesting about that is we have a lot of our members living in the counties. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it, how much does that play uh, a factor in, um, you know, marketing union because a lot of the you know representatives obviously you know you know the county uh political leaders uh, their constituents a lot of them are union members from the philadelphia building trades how much does that Im- impact brian yeah no so you know we actually were able to uh be partners with senator steve sanicero this past week where we had a q a about responsible contract and ordinances for all the elected officials, you know, there in Bucks County. And we were able to invite our members that live in that community. And we had yeah. well over a hundred people in the audience that day that were all, you know, the elected officials, they were asking great questions. And we had even better answers for a lot of their questions to talk about responsible contract and language and why that's really a taxpayer protection, because we want to make the, you know, secure that those projects that are being built that are, you know, that, that those tax dollars are being put to good use. Brian, the questions that you were getting from officials, were they obvious questions or were they questions of ignorance, meaning not really understanding the process and the details? I I really believe that the only dumb question is the question that you don't ask. So I wouldn't really say that they were ignorant. However, however, you know, part of, you know, and I wasn't our, being dis- uh, I wasn't being disrespectful by, by, by asking oh, it that way. Oh, of course not. Of course not. Make no mistake. Uh, you know, but some of the questions that they were asking was, well, wouldn't this be an increase to cost of the project? And then my, uh, you know, counter was, well, if the prevailing wage is the prevailing wage and your uh, electrician is getting paid at a certain rate and your iron workers are getting paid at a certain rate, how are you to say that this contractor is able to beat out our contractors by 30 or 40% more? 
and there's there's really no good answer on, on, on their end. And I was able to explain to them that what happens is you have misclassification, you have cheating, and if they're willing to cut corners, right, and cheat there, don't you believe that they're going to cut corners and cheat on the scope of the project? And we've Absolutely. seen a lot of projects fail. Absolutely. And and that, it makes so much sense. Let me. We only have a couple minutes left, guys. And I really, I just want to commend you guys and shout out to Ryan Boyer uh, for the leadership that we have uh, in, in in regards to you know maximizing and keeping expanding our our, our, our uh, market share in in, in the uh, counties as, as we grow. Uh, but now, up, upcoming in the fall, we have a uh, mayoral election. And obviously, Sherelle Parker was our our, our endorsed candidate. Uh, and I'll go to Butch first. Talk about what the fall looks like and what, what, what our membership is going to be doing in, in regards to hitting the streets and, and working to, to, to obviously support our candidate. We're not going to rest on what took place in the primary. We're going back to work on her campaign and looking to do work in the fall Monday morning. Uh, I was with the campaign last night. Brian was there with me in spirit. And that was some of the things that we discussed before she gave her victory speech last night. So we're back at work on this. We took a couple of days off, and we're and I'm pretty sure Brian will be getting the calls and uh, having to go to meetings. So we're back at work Monday morning for and, November. And and, and 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 Brian, if you will, we only got a couple seconds, but uh, you know what's on the line with, with, with this election and, uh, and, and, and how is it going to impact us? Uh, we are 100% all in on Sherelle for mayor for the fall, but I'm going to want to close with three words, really three words times three. <laughs> Gary Messina, Gary Messino, Gary Messino for the 10th Councilmatic District. He's a business manager of Sheet Metals, Local 19, Absolutely. And he is going to be running against an incumbent who's been in office for 44 years, and the Northeast wants a change, and he's our answer. Absolutely. So, well, and I'll, I'll second that, Gary. I, I, have, uh, I have a couple. I just added a few seconds, Brian, to the segment. Um, you can say those three words. You can say that one more time. Yeah, we please. love Gary. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're, we're all going to be out there. I mean, obviously, it's, it's, it's the Northeast, and, and uh, Gary's going to be fantastic. Um, and and yeah. so uh, he knows this, you know, he, you know, we got his back. So, guys, listen, I want to thank you both for being on the program. By the way, uh, you're on one more time in the next two to three weeks. We're going to change this to the Brian Edison, Butch Bennett show. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> That's what I'm talking Whenever about. Whenever you need us, guys. Absolutely. Guys, love thanks so much for joining us, man. Love, love you guys. Love you Have guys. a great show. Right. Absolutely, and, and and keep doing the great job you're doing. All right, good stuff. Butch Bennett, Brian Edis joining us here tonight on The Labor Show. We'll get to a break. On the other side of the break, Autism 365. Back in a moment. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by Ironworkers Local 401, Boilermakers Local 13, Plumbers Local 690, Roofers Local 30, and IBEW Local 98. Choose a Local 98 contractor. Here live on the Labor Show with Jay Duck and Krause here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. As we went into the commercial break, Autism 365 is, was the reference point, Jay Doc. It's about autism awareness. We're thrilled to have with us um, Mary Cackline and 
Ethel Funches, and I hope I've got pronunciation correct, ladies, on both names, or at least both the pronunciation of both. Welcome to the Labor Show. Thank you so much. Thank you, and you did pronounce both correctly. I well, we've been practicing. We're practicing, Doc, and I have been practicing, That's no it. doubt. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, ladies, you know, we want to thank you for being on on, on the program. Uh, shout out to Frank Halber, who is uh, a big supporter, and and uh, I, I, I'll uh, I'll go to Ethel first, if you will, Ethel. Uh, what is Autism Three Sixty Five? Autism Three Sixty Five is a collection of uh, information books manipulative uh, videos and um, anything that deals with um, autism. autism and yes and and and, and having said that um, and, and it, it, you know what Joe Krause said autism awareness um, what it, 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 what is the goal? What is the mission of uh, of uh, Autism Three Sixty Five? And and I'll 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 stick with Ethel on this. Okay, our mission is to make the library more welcoming to those on the spectrum. Uh, the free library is that for everyone, and we need to ensure that we have the information, we have the acceptance and the welcomeness to have them come to our libraries and uh, get the information they need, enjoy themselves, relax, uh, do whatever it is that, that they need. And, and, and Mary, do you, do you feel that uh, people still are not educated enough uh, about autism? Yes, I do. We, um, Autism is, as of 2022, is one in 36 eight-year-olds. Wow. And I feel like people are learning, but they're still not as inclusive as they are with some other disabilities and um, groups, I think. Um, No, go ahead. Continue. No, like, you know, you have, you have, autism is an invisible disability. You can't see autism. You can see somebody in a wheelchair. You can see somebody who's blind, but you can't see autism. So sometimes people feel that it may not be autism. It may be a mental health um, issue. Well, they should be welcome also. So everybody should be welcome and included within the library. And having had a nephew who was asked to leave the library, it has fueled my passion to make sure that everybody is welcome and included in the library and that there are materials that they can come and check out or even just hang out um, in an area and just read a book or play on some play with something, you know, that's any other neurotypical child can do that. But a neurodiverse child has a hard time. Talking with Mary Cackline and Ethel Funches joining us here, Autism 365. I think it's incredible work that you're both doing. I think it's it's so important for the child who is affected by being on the spectrum that I think it's a double-edged sword. It, it's It's challenging for them to exist in their environment and then it becomes even a double challenge to exist in what you would consider normalcy uh, in terms of an environment. Very challenging um, 
it's a very challenging disease, and I am so supportive <laughs> of what you're doing, uh, Mary and Ethel, because we need to do more of it. We need to continue to make more people um, aware of it, um, just not to be afraid of it, I think. And I'm not sure I'm right. saying that think, right, but that's what no, I feel. I'm sorry, but I think one thing is that we need to make sure that we recognize it's a disability and not a disease. Mm-hmm. Because a disease is, a lot of diseases you can cure. Yeah. Um, autism is not curable and that you don't outgrow it. Mm-hmm. So if we work with some adults who have autism uh, twice a week um, and other disabilities, and we're going to be bringing in children that we can work with um, on the autism spectrum. But it's, People have to recognize, um, and, and this includes a lot of the library, that, you know, everybody needs to be included. Everybody with any disability needs to be included. But we, well, we need, our passion is definitely autism. What, and, and Ethel, what was the inspiration for Autism uh, 365? My inspiration was having uh, family members who have been diagnosed with uh, autism. And once Mary came to Winfield Branch and having had her uh, nephew been asked to leave a library because he was stemming, which was he was very excited about being there. And, you know, he just got a little loud and they didn't have the compassion to try to help uh, Mary's sister-in-law with um, removing him to a quiet place so that she can calm him down. So uh, from there, it's like, well, look, we have every we have the homeless to come in. We deal with that. We have uh, we have those with mental health issues come in, and we can call. You know, depending on what's going on, we have a uh, counselor that we can call to help us with that. But there has been um, la- a lack of help for those on the spectrum, and we need to make them feel comfortable with coming to the Free Library of Philadelphia. And, and, and in a sense, you're educating also the workforce there um, so that they can recognize uh, situations when they when they come in. I want to ask um, Mary, if you will, um, you have an event potent- uh, coming up. I, think, I, I believe it's in the fall. If you would talk about that. Yeah, we are um, looking to have a fundraising masquerade gala so that we can raise money um, for if we need books, um, we're also looking to possibly raise money with that for equipment. So there will be branches that maybe don't have the shelving area. So it, we, maybe we can buy them shelving so that they would have a place to put the collection. Um, manipulatives, the, the different um, sensory um, objects that children with autism and even adults with autism like to um, hold or use to help calm them down. Um <laughs> But before, before you go, uh, is there a, is there a website uh, or any type of content? If somebody wants to learn more about Autism Three Sixty Five and the event when it comes up, and of course, if they want to contribute, they can feel free to give um, my me or Ethel a call at the Winfield Library. We'll be happy to discuss it. We do have a fund, the Autism Three Sixty Five Fund, in the uh, Free Library of Philadelphia Foundation. And they could always send um, a check to them at 1901 Vine Street. And just make sure that you make a note that it's for the Autism 365 Fund. And all that money will go towards 
the Autism 365 um, initiative that we've been working on, whether it's books or, or sensory items or something for individuals. Uh, listen, I, I can't say enough about what you guys are doing. I mean, Mary Catchline, Ethel Funches, uh, obviously we appreciate you being on the Labor Show. Continued success with Autism 365. We are a voice a platform for you. And, and when you're doing the event, we invite you back on whatever we can do to help, uh, you know, get the word out. Uh, we, we certainly will. That's Mary Catchline, Ethel Funches, and that's Autism 365, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Very good job uh, and good conversation with Mary and Ethel. And very, very important, Jay Doc. Oh, yeah. I was involved with the Audible for Autism, and we put on that uh, event down at Lincoln Financial Field. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think it's true. The work and the conversation must continue. And the, ed- um, the education. And I think, as Mary said, it being a disability, it being a disability um, and I may have referred to it as a disease. I think Mary corrected me there, and, and rightly so, of it being a disability. But just really good work, Autism 365, Autism Awareness. Uh, autism awareness. That's going to do it for this edition of The Labor Show with Jadoc and Krause here live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Good night, everyone. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey.